Money, money, money. What's good? This is uh, Lucky Boys Podcast. I'm Will. I'm Norm, and I'm excited to talk about cryptocurrency on this episode. Yeah, man. Yeah. And this we have a special a, guest here. His name is Doug. How are you? Doing well. How's everyone? We're doing well. Uh, we're supposed to have a guest um, join you today. His, I think his name was Korean Jew. Yeah, Korean he's Jew. He's uh, really big. As we were just talking, you saying like uh, he's a big influencer over in, uh, on the crypto space, especially on Twitter. Yep. And he couldn't make it today. He had um, family stuff, so wish him the best. But uh, we have you. And uh, we're very glad because this is something that we've been wanting to talk about is cryptocurrencies. You know, it's becoming more and more popular, prevalent, and it's it's unraveling. Right. It is unraveling. You see major corporations digging their heels into blockchain. Yep. And um, there's talks about not only corporations, but countries creating their own currencies um, from this. Yep. Own cryptocurrencies. And, uh, you know, we have places like China, Kenya, uh, Hong Kong, uh, where they primarily don't use paper money anymore. Yeah, fiat money. It's, yeah. So as everything's, you know, the transactions either done through WeChat right. or through through their phone. Right. You know, it's a, it's a whole new thing. So, you know, I'm glad to have you on the show to shed some light on this and help uh, kind of demystify some of uh, stuff. Yeah, cryptocurrency is still a mystery to me because after I got burned, I, I just I was just like, I'm out, and I'm I'm really trying to get back into it now. Right. So, what is it? What What is cryptocurrency? Where's Bitcoin right now? Like, cool. Um, so when it comes to cryptocurrency and talking about blockchain, right? I think we should separate the two. The blockchain is the technology behind crypto, um, while crypto is the digital currencies that are being traded as a medium of exchange, All right? Um, so Bitcoin, the whole idea of Bitcoin of when it was first created was to really be a fight against fiat money, right? Mm-hmm. And changing the entire way of how people trade and pay each other. Um, so when we talk about blockchain technology, we're talking about a decentralized exchange, right? We're talking about decentralized ledgers. Um, and what that means is that there's no intermediary there's no third party um, when you're trying to pay someone, right? So if you're thinking about paying, Venmoing someone, yeah. right? That's not decentralized, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're still going through Venmo, which is PayPal, right? right? Um, Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies allow you to pay someone without anyone else in between. So that mm-hmm. is your money. That becomes the other person's money, et cetera, et cetera, right? Well, Simply put. What do you say to people that, that says that this is a scam, um, where Bitcoin is used by drug dealers mm-hmm. and um, dark web, the dark web, like yep. you know, like the Silk Road back in the day, and and they they sell drugs and guns and and um, you know, it's just um, just in, in terms of they're like this is something that bad people use, right? And that's on one end, and on the other end, it's like it's a sucker's game, yeah. where oh. You buy it. It's like a pyramid scheme. Right. You buy it, and then someone else is going to buy it at a higher price than someone else. So wh- what do you say to that? Just look at how many governments are utilizing it now, right? Think about how many big companies are utilizing blockchain technology. I think it's one of the things where people think cryptocurrencies are all scams, uh, mainly because of the volatility in the market, right? You see Bitcoin shoot up from 1000 to 20000 right? You see it come right back down, right? right? So people think it's just all a scam. Um, when in reality, it's just a market cycle. And we see that with every single market, just depending on the time frame, right? Um, I think when it comes to trading cryptocurrencies, it's super lucrative. And I think a lot of people's biases and emotions get in the way of letting them actually take advantage of that market. Um, so they just see it as a general scam and they're more likely to lose their money out and rather than gain any profits. Um, and a lot of people like yourself who might have been burned from, from the bear market and that whole dump um, back in early 2018 – I have a lot of friends that feel the same way, right? Like they're never going to go back into cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. It's a scam. But I always say to them, you know, if the same thing happened in the stock market, would you say the stock market is a scam? No, because these are real companies yeah. that I'm investing. Like if, if Disney tanked like 50%, I know they're going to come back eventually. Yeah. Right? So, so for me, crypto and Bitcoin are sort of a black box. Right. Like I don't know if it's a real 
business in a sense, or it's a real asset. Right. Or you, you're saying like trading, right? So is it more of a, you're trading the, uh, the, the highs and lows, or is it more of like, I'm investing for the future of cryptocurrency and blockchain? Great question. Um, it depends on how you look at it. And I'm going to be honest with most of the cryptocurrencies that are in the market right now, a lot of them are going to be purged. Like there's mm-hmm. no real fundamentals behind most of these cryptocurrencies that are being traded on the market. Um, but there are a few, right? So we can touch upon real use cases when it comes to blockchain tech. Um, one of my favorites being supply chain management mm-hmm. and healthcare, right? So supply chain management, you're basically utilizing blockchain to um, assign an identity to those products, right? It's immutable. You can't change it. It's transparent. Everyone on that network can see it. So one of my favorite cryptocurrencies was VeChain. Um, they were doing, they were utilizing blockchain in forms of QR codes. Um, mm-hmm. They had partnered with a ton of big companies to sell products and be able to provide that QR code on a label. Got it. Right. So every time you scan it, you know, it's real. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's one of the real use cases that we can do, um, especially with when it comes to supply chain and suppliers sending things, shipping things, genuine products or fake. We can actually utilize blockchain to, to differentiate that. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's some value in that. So, I mean, so what is it? What is all of this? Is it an investment? Is it a store of value? Is it an asset class? Digital gold? Yeah. Is it like a stock? Yeah. Is it a form of currency? Is it a payment? I mean, how do we classify this? Yeah. Um, What is the appropriate classification? People have classified it a whole bunch of different things over the past few years, right? Especially when it started blowing up and becoming super popular. Um, Obviously, one of the biggest coin terms for Bitcoin was digital gold, right? Right. We see it as a store of value. We see it as a safe haven. Uh, We see it as the next gold, right? It's tough to say because one thing is, obviously, the whole idea of Bitcoin came up was because fiat money is is no longer valued by gold, right? It's not backed by gold. Mm -hmm. So the only thing that fiat money is based on is interest rates, government, right? anything the government says. Um, But now when it comes to Bitcoin, people are saying that that's going to be the next digital gold. Whether that actually comes true or not, we don't know. But one of the things that I want to mention is I think people underestimate the power of the Federal Reserve. Like there's just no way you're going to beat the Reserve and the World Bank with Bitcoin, right? There's just no way you're going to immediately change within the next five years into digital currency in, in terms of Bitcoin, right? It's going to be mm-hmm. super tough. Um, it's going to be a trans- transition and transformation that's going to take years of reformation like, and like decades. Yeah. yeah. So do you think? Do you think it within our lifetime? Possibly. Don't know. It, it's I mean, really hard to say. Just looking at the climb of Bitcoin, just to put some context into it. When did it come out? Two thousand eleven, two thousand nine. I believe around two thousand nine. Right. All right. Uh, two thousand eight, so, actually. All right. Two thousand eight. So, oh yeah, during the recession. Yeah. That's when. It, it, it um, what was his name? The Satoshi. Satoshi. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, it's essentially 12, 13 years old now. Right. And when it came out, it was, I guess, a penny. And then after a couple of years, it was worth, I guess, a couple of hundred dollars. Yeah. And as as we stand now, at one point, uh, in in twenty twenty, I hit t- over ten thousand. Yeah. I think it's back down to mid eighties. Yep. Mid mid eight thousands. Mm-hmm. What's what's the ceiling here? What are we talking about? Like, you know, do do we think it's it's going to go on a? I mean, that's insane from going to let's just say ten dollars to ten thousand. Right. That's absolutely like just insane in ten years. Just something that'll increase in value by that much and have this type of world impact. And as this gains popularity, do you think it's something where it's can hit a hundred thousand, hit a million dollars, you know, add a couple of zeros behind, or are we going to lose zeros? Will it ever go that back down to like ten dollars and to a point where people are like, mm, that's worthless. Right. So if we're talking about technically um, speaking, just looking at the charts, I don't think it's going to go back down. Um, I don't see it retesting the three K range or anything like that. Um, as of right now, as of today, the market has been swinging back and forth. Right. So um, we saw a run to 13K just a few months ago, went right back down to 6, 7K, um, made another touch on 10K. But as of right now, 
for in terms of future value of it, it's really hard to say. You can't really put a number on it. A million seems a little far-fetched to me. Um, but a lot of people are basically analyzing Bitcoin's future value based on a few technicals like Bitcoin having that's coming up in June, right? Mm-hmm. So they're saying um, when it comes to mining, every 210,000 blocks of mining in Bitcoin, um, the supply is is halved. Okay. Right? So what does that mean if I, the halving? So someone, let's say I'm a beginner and right. I'm getting into this space and I have, I have two Bitcoins, Right. So let's just say 20,000. Let's just say mm-hmm. it's value at the 10K. So I have 20,000, two Bitcoins. So does that mean the having, will I have four Bitcoins now? No. So the having just means that when it comes to Bitcoin, it's like gold. There's a finite supply of it. Right. So we have people who are called miners who are constantly solving these problems and in getting into the na- next block, into the next chain. Um, and it rewards them with Bitcoin. Okay. Right? Now, when it comes to mining, it's, it's super expensive to do. I would not suggest anyone to invest in that, um, especially when it comes to Bitcoin. It's not as easy anymore. But every 210,000 blocks, which is typically every around four years, um, we hit a halving point. So what happens is that the supply diminishes. It becomes a lot harder to actually mine Bitcoin at that point and be rewarded for it. I see. So, yeah. all right, so that what that that's what halving means yeah. is that... It limits the supply. Exactly. Yeah. It yeah. reduces the supply. Yep. So now it becomes more valuable. Mm-hmm. Supply and demand. Yep. I see. And when is that occurring? June this year. And it happens every... Every four years. 210,000 blocks, you said? Uh, 210,000 blocks, now, which can, is around four years. Yeah. Can anyone go in, Satoshi or whoever, kind of hack the system and, and, and kind of change the rules in the middle of the game? No. Um, it's, it's extremely hard to do that, even with people who are trying to hack and, and steal cryptocurrencies or bitcoins and from other people wallets it's extremely hard to do that just based on the security and the privacy of block blockchains in general the technology behind it so it would be extremely hard to i don't even think it's possible to just be able to change the whole mining system when it comes to bitcoin right. um, obviously hacks in terms of stealing money is still possible but it's also extremely hard like right. ex- like exchanges like the largest exchange uh mount gox right which was one of the first to get hacked yep. and people lost millions of dollars like, how do we know that, like, uh, bit, you know, Coinbase or some of these other exchanges have, you know, the technology to prevent any other uh, cyber attacks? We don't. I mean, everything is is possible, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, Coinbase even being one of the, if not the biggest cryptocurrency um, brokerage, especially for Americans, could still get hacked. Mm-hmm. Right. It's very possible. Um, we do they have any type of like um, security where? Where, for example, where they're backed, if 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 you keep your money mm. in that brokerage account at Coinbase, do they, uh, and it gets and your account gets hacked for whatever reason, like a checking account, savings, right, account right. Like, like for example, like FDIC. J.P. Morgan Chase or yep. or Wells Fargo, I think they the FDIC insured up right, to two hundred fifty thousand. Right, right. do, does does these brokerage firms like Coinbase have something like that? In all honesty, I'm not sure if Coinbase has that, um, but typically exchanges don't. They don't have some type of uh, insurance backed. So if you got hacked, that you get your money back. Ooh, so yeah. so how would you recommend people store? Is there other options to store their cryptocurrencies? Wallets. Using hardware wallets. So hardware typically wallets. it's a USB. You plug it in. You put your password in, things like that. And it's, it's on your wallet. Now, how safe is that? Why can't they hack that? It's much safer because it's a physical ledger. Um, so you're literally the only person that can access it. And it's stored directly on your wallet which is the hardware. So it's offline. Yeah, exactly. I get it. What if All you right. lose it? <laughs> if you lose it, you're screwed. <laughs> you're screwed. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Well, well, don't... Well, USB sticks, sticks, you get well, lost if, often. Well, if you lose a stick, don't you have um, uh, like a like a sequence of, of, of uh, passwords or codes and once you hit that sequence, you can buy another ledger, put that same sequence in and then it'll be able to connect to your account? No, because every ledger comes with their own address wallet address right so if you lose your hardware one you're basically screwed oh wow yeah wait so you can't so why do they have the passcode password calls like you know they say you got to have like certain like they have like a certain amount of words Mm -hmm. for your ledger yeah that's for your your login that's to get into your wallet the passwords right so but that doesn't mean that so you get into another wallet and you put in the same sequence of words you won't be able to log into your account i thought you could are you just referring to 
I might have to double check that. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you could. I feel like well, you have to physically. For example, you have the, you have for the example, numbers. if if let's say I had, um, you know, a, a, a hardware ledger, and yeah. and, and then there, there was like a sequence of let's just say, like five words, and I know it's not. It's like probably like in the twenties, right? right. Mm-hmm. Let's say five words, and it's you know ice, fire, water, earth, whatever, right? Wind, water, whatever. So. Um, that's my sequence of words, mm-hmm. and if I lose my actual ledger that's offline, um, I can actually purchase a new ledger, enter the same sequence of words: number one's water, two's fire, wind, water, whatever, right? earth, and then it'll be able to identify who I am, and because it's unique to everyone. Right, right. You're right about that. Yeah. So I'm so right. It's, okay. it's like um, like Google two FA backup codes essentially. Right. Yeah. Two okay. form factor authentication. Okay. Yep. Right. But so, if you lose the actual, it doesn't matter. You, it doesn't you can matter. you can get another ledger, right? And correct me yeah. if I'm wrong, because yeah. this is stuff that yeah. You know. um, I'm gonna have to double check on that. Okay, because I don't. I haven't used a hardware ledger uh, wallet in a long time, but mm-hmm. I have to double check because I, if I remember correctly, the wallet was assigned to a certain address. But right. yeah, but you have to be able to go back. The way I see it, that, that's just too risky, right? That's why. Yeah. I mean, I've read that. Don't like keep it in a safe place. Don't you know? Right, but they're also they. It. But they also say, you know, don't let anybody else have your passwords because if they do, right, they can log in at another location mm-hmm. and steal all of your stuff. Oh, okay, <clears throat> you know they know your sequence of numbers and then they know your um sequence sequence of words in right. that same sequence. Yeah, which is unique to you. No one has that same sequence of words in that order, and then have your passcode in addition to that. Mm-hmm. For example, if it's your birthday, right, and so you have like wind, fire, water, whatever, and then you put your birthday. That's it. I'm in Norm's wallet. I got it. I got you, man. So then I just I just log in yeah. to the ledger, mm-hmm. and I'll just send myself some money. I'll empty out your wallet. <laughs> that's well. That's that's the online wallet, though. That's an online yeah. wallet. That's what I'm saying. That's <coughs> that's what's so scary about it. Sorry, I think I have coronavirus, but. <laughs> Okay. All right, we're all, we're all infected now. So. <laughs> it's a t- it's a small um, room, <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's uh, I don't know. It's just it that part is a little bit I think concerning to most people trying to get into the space. I think a lot of people would want to get into this space. A lot of older people, right, right. The young folks get this technology stuff. You know, people our age and and younger right, than us. Right. I feel like they can easily adapt to to the digital era, but anything north of us. I, I think the barriers to entry are just too much to oversee um, in terms. I'm not saying that they're not smart enough to understand it. What I'm saying is they may not feel comfortable enough to trust it. Right. Right. I think I think that's the major hurdle. Um, my take, I think that Bitcoin, I think it would hit 100,000. You know, I, I this is computer speculation, but yep. I think it would uh, within our lifetime. Well, McAfee. I, Predicted uh-huh. in 2017. Oh, stop with McCaffrey. <laughs> <laughs> he said a million. It was going a million to tw- oh, at oh, the end of 2020. Oh, so. his dick off, <laughs> right? I think he owes he owes a penis to the world. <laughs> he was open. I don't think any guy wants it. Um, Dude, that, honestly, that guy is such a clown, man. <laughs> when it comes to cryptocurrencies, it's, it's crazy. It's uh, he used to pump and dump coins. Oh, you know? yeah. he was pumping dumping. Yeah, so one. like um, basically, he would tweet about a coin. Right, everyone would start buying in. Oh, and it was it was actually one of the best plays because we would actually wait for his tweets to come out. Yeah, and oh. every time he mentioned the coin, we would actually buy in and sell it. No, so like, right. Sometimes 50, 70, 80 percent profit. Mm-hmm. You know, jeez. Yeah, I yeah. That's how do you feel about that? Because I know that there's a lot of um, groups. I think that's how you met the Korean Jew. You're in yep. his. Um, Okay. His dojo, yeah. His what we dojo. Call dojo. Is, that, is that is that what they call it for the crypto space, or is that just what Korean just his, calls it? Yeah. So, so there's a lot of what's trading a, groups. so. What's a dojo like? It's it's is it just like a like a group chat with with everyone that that's following a certain influencer? Right. So essentially, we for for the dojo, we have um, analysts in the group. Uh, essentially, we want to be known as a community, not just a trading group, where we're not giving you guys calls, right? Oh, buy this, sell at this price. Um, we want to be able to provide educational tools in helping people actually better themselves when it comes to trading, both fundamentally and technically, so that when you're looking at a chart or when you're looking at your next investment, you know exactly what to do, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Obviously, when it comes to trading, there's a lot more than just looking at a chart. I I think one of the things, and I want to name drop him here, is uh, Kazanomics. He's someone that I've learned a lot from, and he implements human psychology and human behavior within the markets. Mm -hmm. 
um, because what he says always is prices people, right? The prices move in a stock market or any other market based on what people think about it, mm-hmm. right? So if a stock comes out with great earnings reports, stock shoots up because everyone wants to buy in because it's great news, right? right? So a lot of it has to do with psychology and being able to see that within the charts. Um, and that's one of the biggest differences when when it comes to our group versus some other groups that you would have found in, in 2017 during the bull run. Right. You know? So, uh, I, I mean, I, I hear mixed feelings with, with crypto groups right? where it's kind of like what you were saying with McAfee before. Uh, you know, these groups hype up a coin or a right. certain type of currency. And then while this group, they're the first ones in the know, yep. like, you know, like, like what Mark Cuban said, if you walk in a room and you can't point out the sucker or the yeah. fool, it's, it's you. it's you. Yeah. Right. So a lot of people have that feeling that this group, this, you know, whoever's in this group are the first ones to know. And Hey, let's share it with these other people. You know, it's like down the chain. Yep. And by the time it gets to these guys, you know, their, their profit percentages are lower so it's up to them if they want to sell it, but they're probably it's a pump and dump, so to speak. And by the time these people down here get it, get that news, and they're joined the laggards. Once they get in on the news, they're they're left with all the bags and yep. and you know th- that's it, no one else. Uh, yeah. So they're stuck and they have to take a big L on it, or yep. a huge loss. Um, so is is that um, is, does that happen a lot in these groups? You see a lot less now. Um, after the bear market, but during the bull run in from that run up in 2017, mid 2017, all the way to 2018, um, there was a lot of it, right? So there were specifically groups that all they do is pump coins. So right. you wait till a certain time. Hey, everybody, um, buy this. It. Yeah, exactly. And then you sell it for like 50%. But most of the time it happens so fast because number one, other people like admins of the group are already in it. Number two, there are bots, right? Um, so by the time you get in, it's already pumped 40%. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you're like, oh my God, what would I do? And then you end up with the loss because you sell too too late. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So you're the last to know. Yeah, exactly. Um, but we see a lot less of that now, uh, at least in my experience with looking at crypto Twitter and, and things like that, just because of the bear market. A lot of people got sh- shaken out. A lot of people are scared. A lot of people um, completely ignore crypto now because of that. Mm-hmm. Right. But so, there's always going to be suckers. Yeah. Always. A ton of them. Yep. Um, and I think in another bull market, it'll just be rinse and repeat. There's going to be yeah. a whole bunch of, uh, for example, we head into a bull market in 2020 and it does anything like it did in 2017. Yep. I can see the same things happening. Sure, there are more regulations and a little right. more hurdles to jump, but I totally see the pump and dump occurring, all these YouTubers coming up, yep. influencers, and in a Bull market, everybody looks like geniuses. Yep. You can say buy any coin, you know, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, whatever, X, Y, Z, and it's going to go up because we're in a bull market. Every single, everything's going to, everyone's going to look like a genius. Yep. And nobody wants to miss the boat. It's the psychology get, of it. Psychologically, right. they're going to get FOMO. So they're going to jump right. in. They're in the sidelines and it goes, oh, shoot, it's 11,000, 12,000, 13, 14, 15. Oh, I don't want to miss the boat. Wait, I can still get on. I yeah, can yeah. still get well, on yeah. this ride. Who's describing me? <laughs> it's just human psychology you know so i think i feel like the next the next bull run i can i can totally see that happening again and you know it's people are gonna get burned again and i think the people in these groups that have a large following they'll if they wanted to play that game they'll be able to fuck over so many people yeah. So no, right now, if you guys are in a groups, you know, it's kind of good to set it, set it up yeah. and, and then, uh, you know, but you know, those people that are not in those groups, be warned, Yeah, be warned because if somebody's giving you free financial advice on that level, there's, there's usually something in it for them and not you, mm-hmm. you know, like my dad said to me, everybody's always trying to grab your money. Watch out. You know, mm-hmm. when I started making money, he said, son, be careful. You so know, it'll be like hands you, when hand, you get hands. older. Yeah, when you get older, you know, son, you know, when you grow up, you know, everybody <laughs> want to, you know, grab your money. You know, you you be careful, son. You know, Smack it away. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, he, he he's right. Because when I started making money, yo, Will, <laughs> I got this. Back in the day. <laughs> I, I got this, you know, as soon as I, and I was People making a lot of money. You, you know, I was just, yeah. I was just an entry level job. And, you know, yo, Will, you want to invest in this? Will, you know. Yo, can you lend me 10, 20 G's? Uh, you know, it's a great investment. Let's buy this house and flip it. I'm just like, yo, 
I don't know anything about that space. You know, I was really yeah. young and, and, and these people kind of making me feel some type of, you know, selling me these dreams. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you're in your 20s and you're listening to this or you're new to any type of uh, uh, money game, I would say understand the rules of the game before you play it. Yeah. And make true. sure that when you walk in the room that you can spot the sucker. And if, if that sucker's not you and you feel like, all right, this is legit, then, then play the game. But if not, yeah. be careful. Uh, don't get played. Don't get played. Yep. Well said. So how how do you how how do you like? I know there's different ways um, to play uh, cryptocurrency. Do you do you guys like look at it as like a long term investment, or you, you just kind of like buy the the highs and the lows? Like you short it. Um, what is the strategy of the group? I yeah. guess what I'm asking. We we play the trends. Mm. To put it simply as that, um, I think one of the things that people fail to remember is. There's always going to be a winner and a loser on every trade, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you're winning that trade, there's always going to be someone losing right, because right. of that trade. Um, and w- one of the, the things that became ingrained in my head, uh, thanks to Kazanomics, is that the trend is your friend, right? You can make money in a bull trend or in a, in a bear trend, right? If we go into a global recession, you can still make a ton of money in stock markets. Short Absolutely. It. Play Short the it. trends. Like right. now, the yeah. Dow's went down 3,600 points in one week yep. mm-hmm. and if you're yeah. shorting apple microsoft any, i mean they came out tesla well, I, would, I wouldn't say any but or the, most the travel stocks like yeah. um, right expedia right. or right you know, you'll make a cruise ton lines. If, you, if you know how to short right you know exactly. how to play that game you exactly. know how to play the options yep right. so i always challenge people it's like if you're if you're gonna get into trading learn technical analysis mm. right um, unless you're just one of those people that just hold for long term and just don't even look at it but if you really want to learn how to play the markets learn about technical analysis Really look into it. Um, even learning the basics on how to read candles in a chart. Right. Right. Finding resistance Doug, support. You know what? That takes, it's easier said than done, man. Yeah, that takes, it is. Definitely. That takes some serious cojones because, <laughs> right? If you're trading, I mean, I've been there before. Yeah. Yeah. It's so hard to control your emotions and any yep. form of negotiation or the art of the deal, you want to remove emotions. Right. Right. You, you want to just base it off logic and right. facts and you want to understand everybody else's emotion, Yep. but you got to control your own. And that's so hard to do. I know. I know. Holy Look. God. If you see like, <laughs> you're like, oh, I'm making so much money. <laughs> or if you're losing, you're like, oh, I yep. can't, should I shell, should I shell? Like, what, what should I do? Like, you're constantly like looking at it every other second, you know, because it's like so volatile. Right. What do you do? Like, how do you, it's so easy to say that, you know, it's, it, but it's harder to do and it's proof because- I hear so many people say that, but no one's on a yacht. Right. Or at least that I know. I'm not on that damn blizzard status, but I don't see, I mean, I got a couple of friends that are millionaires, but tell you the truth, like that's not that much money this day and age. I mean, it's good yeah, money, of course, but it's not enough for you to be sitting on a yacht, yep. like that type of luxury lifestyle that, that, you know, that they portray out there. It's enough to just get a couple of nice things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and have uh, not worry about your bills, stuff like that. Right, yeah. right, right. But you're not going to be balling hard if you are. Right. You know, you 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 have a lot of liabilities. I'm betting, yeah. and you're going to lose that money, right? Unless your income's that strong. But yeah, I mean, it's so hard. Yeah, emotions are the biggest thing that <laughs> the hardest, most difficult part about trading. Um, and I speak from experience too. When I really started to learn technical analysis a few years ago um, and really put my heart into into the work, emotions really became the driver of the reasons why I got into a certain trade, right? So instead of looking at everything else and and sticking to what my targets were for exits and entries, um, I played it based on emotions. And that's essentially what can ruin a trade, you know, right. and, and not go in your favor. Yeah, emotions are a bitch, man. Like, I catch myself selling things, like, way out of control. Like, yeah. uh, for example, let's just talk about, uh, like, stocks, Right, I caught myself selling a stock that a little premature or very right. premature. I did profit. I was in the green, so I can't cry about it. But compared to what I would have made, it went up like two, three hundred percent since I sold. Yeah. And I didn't need the money. I just sold it because I thought it was going to go down. I was worried, and it just went up two, three. And I know they say you can't look at it like that. Yeah, I get it, man. But just it's, it's hard. It's, it's hard. Twenty twenty's hindsight. I understand that, but damn, like I, I'm kind of like slapping myself. Like, damn, yep. that would have been like a nice, nice, nice problem. No matter how you spend it, two to 300% profit is, oh man, that's sexy. Yeah. I mean, 
you know, retrospective FOMO is probably one of the worst things you can have, right? I, even I still do that to this day. Um, selling something too early and then looking back and I was like, damn, that could have made me, you know? Could have, should have, would But then well, one of the things that I try to remind myself is profit is still profit, right? Even if it's 10%, 20% versus 200, you still made profit um, and just focus on the next trade. There will always be another opportunity to make more money. Always. No, I, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. I don't feel as bad if, if even if there was an opportunity to make more money in a trade, I I always think like I at least I didn't lose like a, a grand or I didn't lose my shirt, you know, like yeah. some people. Yeah. So, you know, so, what's what's your what's your take? Like, what what? All right, I'm gonna name a couple of cryptocurrencies, right? Yeah. And you tell me if you believe it's a good investment or not. Okay, and I'll just name some of the popular ones. That's that, that I hear people talking about, um, Bitcoin. I think it's a good investment still, um, even to this day. And I think that depends on, on what type of trader you are, right? Long-term investment. Long-term. Let's, let's talk about long-term. Yeah. I think most people that would listen to this are in this, like they're curious and they're looking to see if this is something that could be long-term. I don't think they're going to look at all the X's and O's. Right. And like like you are, and then yeah, yeah. and then try to find all these little, you know. Um, yeah. As a long term investor, I I would suggest getting in. You know, um, even just holding it, even if it's and remember, you don't have to buy a whole Bitcoin, right? That's right. the great part about it, right? right? You right. can own a fraction of it. Um, but I also think for those long term investors, look into the actual fundamentals behind blockchain. You know, because it's easy to to put them together, blockchain and crypto. But in reality, they're actually two completely different things, right? You have to understand blockchain technology as a fundamental behind how we're going to go through a digital transformation and how companies operate and how the world operates. Web 2.0, right? Yeah, 3.0. Versus, 3.0, yep. versus the actual currencies that are being traded for money. You know, so mm-hmm. I think it's it's important for someone looking into it to separate the two and really understand what's going on. Are they connected? Um, Can they be connected somehow? Oh yeah, definitely. They're definitely connected because it's a technology that backs all those currencies. Right. But like I mentioned before, a lot of cryptocurrencies are useless. Right. And they're all what we call shit coins. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, fundamentally speaking, they don't really have any real use case unless we're talking about things that are actually being utilized, like supply chain management, mm-hmm. healthcare, right. banking. But systems. that's where blockchain technology comes in. Exactly. Right. Yeah. It doesn't act as a currency. Right. It acts as a form of uh, proof of purchase or tracking device, like you were yeah, talking about exactly. earlier. <clears throat> um, all right. So, how about Ethereum? I do think that Ethereum will be here to stay. Um, their purpose is different than Bitcoin. Bitcoin was really to change the way we make payments. Um, Ethereum is trying to change the way we we operate, essentially, um, especially for third parties. Yeah. How so? So when it comes to Ethereum, they want to change how, for example, let me put it in, in plain terms. Um, let's just say all your data is, sorry, all your data stored on a cloud. Right mm-hmm. now, you don't actually have ownership to that data. Technically, the cloud does. Right, whatever third-party company you're utilizing, mm-hmm. Ethereum wants to be able to provide a blockchain network to build apps based on that, where that data and those rights are still yours, okay. and it's not owned by a third-party app. Oh, um, that's some serious value there. Yeah. Now, obviously, we're we're still waiting to see the real value in all these companies. Mm-hmm. Right, we're still very early in the stages. It's going to take a long time to adopt and really change um so so you feel like for people listening i know this technology has been out over for a decade yeah uh cryptocurrencies and you you feel like it's still very young yes so you would compare it to a timeline from like a baby to like an old man uh how old would you say is the baby how far still a few months old yeah it's still it's not even toddler stage yet is he walking like because i think calling even even with all the companies that are utilizing blockchain right now, it's still very new, right? It's still very new, still very vulnerable. Um, people are still mainly testing everything out. There's no real proof yet um, that's being standardized. Right. And even when we see most recently the SEC, right, trying to regulate cryptocurrencies, same thing. We're still super brand new in this market. It's kind of like when the internet first came out. Exactly, exactly. Um, like the dot-com period, right? People didn't believe in emails. Mm. Right. At the time, people didn't believe you can send a text digitally, right? You know, instead of writing a, a letter. Um, now look where we are, right? You know, it's insane. <laughs> it's, it's, the last twenty five yeah. years, yeah. How far we've come? It's yeah, it's I mean, incredible. We have virtual reality now, yeah. Right. Like the only times people saw that were in movies back in the day. Mm-hmm. You know, I yeah. think a lot of the uh, 
shows that come out now in movies like mm-hmm. John Wick and and Altered Carbon, all these different right. shows. Well, I'm gonna catch Mirror. up on the second season on that. Yeah, it just came out. Yeah. Um, and Black Mirror. I think these are all real things that can happen. Absolutely. Like, seriously. Oh my gosh. You know? yeah, yeah, I totally believe that. Yeah. Even even uh, what was that show? Uh, uh, damn it! It got canceled. It had two seasons Describe on it. Netflix. Is a woman? They had this weird dance to go into like alternate dimension. Oh, away. Away. Original yes. Angel. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and they they were using Ethereum to to oh, do yeah. all the payments, and it was just so interesting. Season two, I, I was like, whoa! I wish they didn't cancel it, man. I really, <laughs> you know, Britt Marling, like genius. Yeah, she, like, genius. She's, she wrote it. She, she wrote she, it too, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah this, and she her story. performance, like, it's hard to like start something. I mean, we know as filmmakers, right? It's hard to start something from there and then get it to the point to where she had it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was amazing. I would love to see that show. Keep it wasn't like it was getting whack. It was just getting good. Like, Not interesting. Really good. Yeah. yeah. Like it talks about like different dimensions. Yeah. Like it was so <laughs> interesting. Watch it. But it's kind of like a cliffhanger because like it, 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 Netflix didn't renew for another season. Yeah. Kind of pissed about that. But all right. So uh, Ethereum, thumbs up. Bitcoin, yep. thumbs up. Yep. Uh, XRP, Ripple. No. Well, XRP. No. XRP, Tron, I put them in the same um, category. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they're, Why is that? They're... they're Uses. I mean, Ripple is is not exactly a, the foundation of a cryptocurrency, right? Um, Ripple can be printed at any time, as with fiat money. Obviously, there are some some financial institutions that are, ha- are utilizing Ripple right now to send payments, like uh, Western Union, things like that. But mm-hmm. when it comes to that, Western I don't, Union, MoneyGram, yeah, exactly, uh, um, banks, yeah. I don't really see <laughs> as like a long term investment. You know, um, if you're really just going to hold it. I would just say put in Ethereum, Bitcoin. Those are my thoughts. Wow. Obviously, we still trade but, it though. But, but why you know? would you put it on the same level as a shitcoin? That's that's. Why would you classify it on on that bracket? Like, yeah, it's a thumbs down. But I'm curious as to why if 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 major corporations institutions that it. are legitimized, right? Like like you said, Western Union, uh, MoneyGram. I don't know like any other banks, but I'm sure that they have deals across the table. Um, if they're all in the game then why why is i mean to me it sounds like oh shit they're ahead of all the other cryptocurrencies uh because uh these other cryptocurrencies don't have deals like they do right or or do they i don't know but i'm i'm just saying like if like if these large financial institutions are doing business with them and using their technology or their cryptocurrency to uh, settle payments or whatever it Mm -hmm. is then where where is the scam behind that well, I wouldn't say it's a scam. I just don't think the actual value, price value of it will increase over time. So if you're investing in it, I don't think the actual price value of it will increase um, as you would with Ethereum or, or Bitcoin, for example. But it did increase in 2017. Yeah. It, it went up. It did a crazy run. It, it, I think it was one of the largest increase and yeah. it, it was up there, man. Yeah. It, and people got rich off of that and became millionaires. Yeah. But it was a bull run during that period. Right? So yeah. well, most, right. most coins were up. Right. But it yeah. was like top five, yeah. I believe, mm-hmm. top three. It yeah. was really up there and how far and the variance of percentage from the whole run when it began uh, percentage. But also, to be fair, it had the biggest drop. Yeah. One mm-hmm. of the, the higher they are, the, it also yeah. had the biggest drop when the bear market came. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the same way people play penny stocks. Right, it's the yeah. same same psychology behind that because they're like, if they're thinking Bitcoin was a dollar before and now it hit twenty thousand. Oh, if I invest in this, that's only two cents or less than a cent. Right, then what's going to happen? Mm, you know, right. so that's basically what happened. But why don't you see XR? I still don't get it. Like, why don't you see XRP going north? You know, if all these banks love it and and financial institutions, and you like you said, you, you're not going to beat the Fed right. or the World, you know, Bank. You know, you're just not. They're just too powerful, right? They're right. too established, too. For too long, um, yeah, I understand so if, if it's XRP's like XRP's partnering with I, them. I understand like if there's no immediate use case for like mm. a like a cryptocurrency, um, but there is there are use cases right for right. For, for Ripple and XRP right, yeah. or maybe it's just the technology that's just driving it or in right. Ripple. Um, I'm gonna go back to my point on on the price not increasing in in time, only because there's pretty much an infinite supply of XRP. Mm-hmm. They can just continually print it. Um, in a sense, as fiat money. And maybe I'm wrong, right? Maybe it will be extremely valuable in the future. Um, or maybe I'm a little biased just based on, you know, the whole shitcoin category. Um, but pers- I personally don't think. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I do find that most people like that are really hardcore into cryptocurrencies, they hate XRP. Mm-hmm. 
They hate it. And there's like just, there's like this whole group that loves XRP. There's like a religion behind it. You know, it's like a mm. cult. You know, they're they're like, yeah, XRP's a shit. And other people are like, no, it's they're they're, they're saying like it's they could print, they could change the game, they could take away your money, all this stuff. Right. And and other people are like, look, so many people are adopting it. Is it also because you know? it's not anonymous? Uh, because if you're using uh, Ripple, uh, it's not like Bitcoin where it's peer to peer and it's anonymous. Mm-hmm. Like you can't well, track I think, it. No, I think Bitcoin you can track, right? Well, you can track the transactions, but it's it's private. Okay, it's peer to peer. Yeah, mm. so that's essentially how blockchain works, right? So XRP is not like that. No. Okay. Mm. Um, and when it comes to XRP, yeah, there is definitely a cult behind it, right? There, are, there are people who absolutely love XRP, especially oh, yeah. people who made a lot of money on it. There are people talk about yeah. it all the time. Well, those three. Yeah. Um, but that's just my view. Okay. You know? And I could but, be wrong. But could very well be your wrong. view is also a view of many other crypto traders. It's right? usually people yeah. that are hardcore about Bitcoin and yeah. Ethereum. They don't like XRP. Right. They mm-hmm. because they feel like it operates differently. Like well, it does essentially. Like, yeah. So because Bitcoin and Ethereum are like. You know that's that's like the OGs. You know they mm-hmm. they uh, it's like yeah freedom, so to speak, right? Right. Privacy. Freedom. Privacy. Right. You know it's it's giving the power back to the people, mm-hmm. and I think XRP is like nah. <laughs> We're trying to get make money. You know. You know. No. Get everybody. Everybody's trying to make money. Let's not get it twisted. <laughs> but XRP uh, deals with the people that are in power. Right. Right. Is that am I right about that? In a am, sense. Yeah. Right, because they're, but then like the way I feel like Ethereum and, and and Bitcoin, if they have opportunities to scale with governments and banks, why would they not take that opportunity? Mm-hmm. If it's going to increase, you know, um, the the value, yeah, right. Why wouldn't they take that deal? So are they just hating on XRP? You know what I mean? Because yeah. they have right. these deals. Is like what is it? Like, is it haterade? It could be. Hate- it could be a mix. You know. Um, I mean, when it comes to XRP, fundamentally, it, it's not exactly what blockchain is. That's the thing. Absolutely, um, okay. it's not you know privately transacting with someone else and and owning that, right? Um, it's like let's just say a government is coming out with their own coin mm-hmm. to replace fiat. There's no r- real difference right. between it. Mm. You know, it's just the same thing but digital. Government still owns it, um, like so like think, Facebook's Libra coin. Yeah. It exactly, could, it could it could change. You could. It's parallel gone. to what XRP is, in a sense. Yeah, right, um, so they're they're coming out with their own coins to like send payments and things like that. But even that, um, it's it's really tough to say. You know, like, and I think right now the crazy they're still part, though. Dog, here's the crazy part. Like, who's gonna bet against governments? Exactly, yeah. that's the thing. That's a, you know, yeah. like I if XRP or Libra and the government's like, yeah, you can use this because we can work together and find out who's doing. There's more visibility. We get more data. We can use it for advertising. Right. We get we get to know what you like, what you buy, where you're at, et cetera, et cetera. Right. How you're using this, and so they could track you better rather than paper money. You just right. don't know, right? And 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 if Bitcoin and Ethereum or whatever other type of cryptocurrency don't want to play games, oh yeah, well, guess what? We just slapped a regulation on you. Bam! Yep. Illegal bitch. None of you guys can use this. And what? People are gonna that I could see that's when Bitcoin and Ethereum, I could see like it going down yep. like tremendously the value. If yep. if governments worldwide said it's illegal to own Bitcoin and Ethereum and to make any transactions through it, it's fucked. It's fucked. But do you think that would go that far? I I, I, I don't see that happening though. I, I, if they, I, become, I if they become a real threat. I understand like regulations, absolutely. but not actual total. They would ban. make it. Yeah. They would make it borderline impossible for you to own um, Bitcoin and Ethereum and do something with it. Would you risk your freedom for that? Well, people riot because they don't have access. You to think to people something. would riot? Hey, you think people would hey. riot? Like, come on. No, and all you know, honesty though, I don't think I don't see that happening with governments banning it. Um, I also think that just to take a few examples, the U.S. is a lagger behind it, right? U.S. is actually very true. slow in regulating, and implementing um, blockchain and, and crypto. Right. While you see like Switzerland, Asia, Singapore, yeah, Switzerland, Asia, Singapore, Europe, yeah. they're like Japan, all hands in, you yeah, know. All in. Um, and you take a look at China; everything is digital, mm. right? You yeah. use WeChat to do everything. Right. right. You want to make a payment to someone. You want to pay for a, you want to a go product. To, you want to go to 7-Eleven. Yeah. You want to book something. <laughs> Everything is done through WeChat. I understand all that, man. But you still have to get the thumbs up from the government, especially if you're talking yeah. about China. Because if China 
straight up said, no more WeChat, motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> it's done. Yeah. It's done. We want all you motherfuckers pay cash. Yep. It's done. Everybody's paying cash. I, you know, I hate to use my language, but whatever. Like, I'm just saying, like, I'm, 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 I'm making emphasis to my point. Like, I'm just saying that you have to play ball with the government. Right. Wants. So to me, in my opinion, if XRP is following all the regulations and doing exact, they're, they're moving like a corporation. So mm-hmm. I, that's why I feel like people don't like it. Mm-hmm. But I think for the longevity, just to counter argument with yeah. your point, for the longevity, I think you want to look at the people that are playing ball with the government, following regulations, you know, keeping their nose clean. Yep. Right? Because when that day comes, then it would rise up. Again, I don't know. I mean, it's you and I, we're just talking, right. but... Um, that's just just my theory. Like I wouldn't want to go against the government. They're the kings, right? You know they they make you know they make all the rules, man. Yeah, you know no, I, I agree. Just, but that's the that's also the rise of of crypto uh, techn- uh, crypto currency and and the technology is because people that, weren't weren't satisfied with what the government was doing yeah. you know? and the banks. And I get it, but yeah. you're not going to beat them. Yeah. You could be unsatisfied. You work with all them. you want. Look, yeah. when growing up, just think about it. When you're growing up, you're five, six, seven, ten years old. And your mom and dad says you can't do something, and you don't like it, but you still gotta listen to it because that's you're living under their roof until so you grow you, up. So you live, <laughs> you live. They yeah, that's when you can. Crypto is a baby now. No, no, hold on. That's when you can. You, as long as you're not living under their roof. So, so to use your analogy, if you grow up. That means you're growing up and you want to move away from the U- United States. Okay, I get it. But right. as long as you live under that roof. Mm of the United States of America or China or Japan, whatever, you have to follow your parents' rules. That's interesting uh, way to look at it. And yes, to, to add to that, to. right. And, and then we're seeing that if, if crypto is being developed outside of the U.S. and, and advancing at such a pace and it becomes a, the dominant t- currency of, of the world, then that can happen, right? So it can take over as the dominant currency. Absolutely, but yeah. which one? That's a major question. Mm, yeah. Everybody wants to know. That's the multi-trillion dollar question. Is yeah. Doug, what is your answer to that? <laughs> Yo, it's tough to, tough to say, honestly. I mean, I can't, I can't say like Bitcoin is going to be the value that's that backing every single fiat currency. It's going to be tough to say. Um, but that's why I, I've been hammering it in today is that separate blockchain technology, the fundamentals behind that from the cr- cryptocurrencies, mm. right? Because the technology is going to be a digital transformation. It's here to stay. Yeah, for sure. That for sure, governments are going to utilize, right? For every aspect. The cryptocurrency side, eh, I mean, mm. it's great, lucrative. You can make money off of it, take advantage of that. Um, but really be able to separate blockchain technology versus cryptocurrencies. All right. So in 10 years, do you think XRP is here to stay? I think it'll still be here. Okay. In terms of value, Will I'm it be sure. worth more or less than a dollar? I'm going to say less. Wow. Yeah. Called it, guys. Ooh, okay. Um, and Bitcoin, Ethereum. Bitcoin, do you think more or less than 10,000 in 10 years? I think more. Ethereum, more or less than 300. More. I don't think Bitcoin is going to be a million though. Dollars a coin. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be a million. Um, that's a pretty far-fetched number, but I do think we have the potential of hitting 50, 100. Oh, absolutely. I yeah. agree with that. I disagree with XRP though. <laughs> I, I, I believe that they, if they playing ball with the government that's the right move like if i'm doing business with anyone Mm -hmm. i would want to make sure that it's regulated that Mm -hmm. we're that somebody is not going to step in and say you can't do that and then all that hard work is for not you know you're going to have to find another way of transacting now i have to pivot to somewhere else so i don't know i would definitely want to follow the rules i don't want to break them when it comes to that right yeah the government i'm not going to f with them yeah the the, money wise yeah the the crypto story is, is still it's still ongoing it's it's, yeah. it's not it's not ending anytime soon. Yeah. How about so. all right, Cardano? Oh, um, I hear mixed stuff with that too. So yeah, in my opinion, I'm not really sure uh, what's going to happen with that. They were like, they're, 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 I heard rumors that it could replace Ethereum. It was very similar yeah. to it, and um, it's going to be faster, better. It's yeah. Ethereum 2.0, so to speak. I'm not I'm not really sure where we're going to see that. Um, we okay. we always categorize. Tron, XRP, um, ADA, all in Cardano, all in the same category the because same they were one. the big okay. caps, one of the first ones. Um, but not really sure where that's going to end up. Okay. Yeah. Um, Link. I think Link is going to do very well. Okay. Yeah, and it's actually already done extremely well. 
Okay. Um, just recently broke an all-time high. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy in this market too. Yeah. Um, what other ones do? I mean, Litecoin. Uh, uh, yeah, Litecoin. You like Litecoin? I feel like it's. I mean, the, yeah. the person, if the if the if the owner or one of the top people sold sold all, everything, yeah. To me, that that immediately puts it to shitcoin territory. Yeah. Just my personal suspect, opinion. Yeah, I suspect. You know that just. To me, he's dumping everything. He's yeah. saying it's not worth shit, bitch. You know, or later on, it's not going to worth shit. That, that's, you know, action speaks louder than words to me. So mm-hmm. it's what they did. And if he's the, the, the founder and he sold everything to me, it just, just right. tells me everything I need to know. Yeah. Um, what other, uh, Monero. Monero, interesting. Um, see, that's one of the, the coins that will probably still stick around for a while um, because that's what, most drug dealers use right? for, <laughs> for, for real? privacy. Yeah. yeah XMR yeah. is, is what's really used on the dark web. Wow. Um, why, why a, that and not privacy? Any, it's any... a complete privacy coin. Okay. So it's, you can't track it. It's not traceable, mm-hmm. um, immutable, everything that, that really defines it. Mm-hmm. So that's what people typically use. Also um, to launder money, right? Yeah. I actually, you know, I found out about crypto first back in 2014 because I was, the whole Silk Road thing came up mm-hmm. and I was like, what is this? So I looked into mm. it and I found out people paid in Bitcoin and XMR. I was like, oh. what the hell is a Bitcoin? Yeah, I was yeah, like, all right. Yeah. So Coinbase was already out by that time. So I just decided to buy three of them for $200 each. Oh, back in 2014. What Bitcoin? Yeah. <sighs> then I sold it three months later. <laughs> oh, so you know about the mis- yeah. selling too early. Yeah. Because I oh. sold it. Cause I, I didn't do my due diligence on it. I didn't research it. Right. I didn't, all I knew is that people used it. You're not heard about it. I know so many yeah. people that sold Bitcoin in, in its infancy too. Yeah. They didn't yeah. sell it at not, not everybody sold at 20,000. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. wasn't until 2017 when Ethereum started blowing up. That's when I started getting back into crypto again. Mm-hmm. I had deleted Coinbase. I deleted all of that oh um, my back in 2014. So I never bothered to look at it until I started seeing news coming up about Ethereum. Wow. Yo, we live in such a fucking exciting time. It is. I know, yeah, Everything it is. is changing. So, yeah. you know, you, you have to embrace it. It's scary because there's so many unknowns, but you have to embrace it. Doug, thank you for coming through, man. We, we really appreciate this. Uh, you know, it was like you know, picking your brain and sharing your knowledge and, 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 you know, just us just talking shit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Definitely a lot more to learn. I feel like yeah. we just touched the surface yeah. of, you know, your, what you're doing with, with crypto. Yeah. Um, and if Korean Jew ever want to yeah. pull up, hit him up. Know, hey man, yeah. you know, if, if I'm sure he could go next level on this. Yeah. So I, I yeah. think it's good to kind of get you to lay down that foundation We'll yep. do a continuation part two if, if if he has the, you know. Yeah, we're going to have like a little chalkboard and with like, chalk, uh, you know, he, he can like <laughs> no, I'd spin love, out some formulas. I, I bet you a ton of people would love to pick his brain. Yeah. A ton of people would love to get his insight. You know, I mean, the guy came up the ranks and, um, you know, one of the, the, the few that a lot of people really listen to as an influencer. Yep. Yeah. So I'm, I'm sure a lot of people, you know, and more people would probably want to jump in into his dojo and they would probably would want to know how. Yeah. So thanks a lot, Doug. We'll check you out. And we got to have you back because you're also a sales guy. And uh, there's a lot of- And fitness, too. And fitness. I mean, fucking renaissance, man. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, let's do that. All right? Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Thanks, man. Thanks, guys.